Roosevelt. You know, I was starting to grow up a little bit. Um, Roosevelt still had a few white people left at that point. And I could tell things were going poorly. Like people, they, they didn't think I was so cute or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it was bad. And I, and I remember things were getting so bad. I was so invisible that I had a friend, white guy, still living in, one of the few white people left in Roosevelt. And he had an older brother. And this older brother, so he was a cool guy. He had a band. He played guitar. And uh, he was the guy who let us smell his finger. He was dating a oh, girl. right. Okay. And, and I was doing a sleepover over there, and he came home from a date, and he just told us he fingered his girlfriend. And I was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> holy shit, what is that? He says he stuck his finger up this girl's vagina. I was like, oh, my God. And then we said, can we smell your finger? And uh, he was like, okay and we got to smell his finger it's a big fucking moment in my life and i remember yeah i don't think that identifies you as a nerd that identifies you as something as a douche as a douche (laughs) i remember we got to smell this guy by the way we're still in the middle of the alex trebek uh obituary (laughs) lest anyone think what an obituary for alex he's getting the full (laughs) send-off You got to stretch it out an obituary for Alex Trebek. Think about it. The guy was a game show host. Let's not get crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know, he so, started doing game shows in Canada. So this was not like a, a no. fluke that he wound up with Jeopardy. By the way, you know who uh, signed him? Was, um, I think it was uh, Robin Thicke's dad, Alan Thicke or something. He, he Signed he him produ- to what? A, a game show in Canada. Oh, Alan really? Thicke produced the show and hired Alex Trebek. I think that's true. I hope I'm right. Huh. Let's see. I got an obituary here. Uh, yeah. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It was a, a show d- uh, developed by Alan Thicke, the talk oh, show host. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. I'm giving you uh, an obituary mixed in with my sad story. <laughs> so this guy's brother, we're on a sleepover, and he lets us smell his finger. And I'm like, whoa. First of all, it was a nasty smell. Because, you know, the guy had... <laughs> The guy also You don't know cigarettes. what you were smelling. Is that him or yeah. her? <laughs> I don't know if we were smelling actual vagina. Was it his like was it his smelly fingers? I don't know what. But if I could have a cartoon called Howard Stern the High School Years, which actually I wrote several scripts for, one of the big scenes was me smelling this guy's finger in cartoon form. You know. And it was like the holy grail when he stuck out that finger, that middle finger, Robin. <laughs> Like and, and like like the Pope, you know when you That's go. That's right. He's letting you kiss his ring. Yeah, yeah. And, and the two, like, I'm surprised he did. Like when we bent over to smell his finger, he like poke us in the fucking nose or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But this fucking guy's finger. I mean, and yeah, I remember he's nasty, and I was like kind of scared of pussy for a while. I was like, oh, you know, Jesus. See, that was a bad thing. It smells like this guy's finger. <laughs> who knows and knowing this you know knowing what was going on the shenanigans uh, he probably stuck his finger up his ass before he walked through. so time to get these two little dweebs to smell my ass finger but anyway yeah, he was thought, having a good time i thought this you know i didn't have an older brother or anything i thought this guy was the coolest guy i ever saw and i, and I think i've told you this this older brother guy he had a tick he had a oh, tick. really no a i don't remember tick. that he had a facial tick he'd do this thing where he'd like go Oh, one of those. A like snorter. A, a sn- <laughs> he, no, he'd snort, and then his nose would like, like, kind of. It would go, go sideways. And he would, and he would like twitch his head. I have to do this for you visually, but he'd go. 
like that. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, like, his, like a chicken, like his fucking head would start twisting around. Ooh. And so uh, did he have so, some kind of Tourette's or something? I don't know what the fuck this guy had, but I thought he was. So I started. I said, that's my ticket to being cool. <laughs> I'm going to be like this guy. So I remember like I, I started like when I go to school, I'd be like, you know, hey, man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like that. I'd start shaking my head and going <laughs> and my nose would, you know, you know and and uh, nobody said anything. But I thought maybe I was getting a little acceptance with my new cool tech. Well, I go home and I guess I was so used to doing it after a couple of days. <laughs> I'm talking to my mother and I go, yeah, you know, <laughs> like that. <laughs> my mother's like. What are you doing? What's going on? What are you making menace? I go, what? You're making menace. What is that? <laughs> making menace. That's right. Menace was some word that, you know, the Italian word that she used. Um, menace meant um, like, I guess like a facial tech, you know, menace. Well, go, What's menace, menace is like Dennis the Menace. You're doing something no. troublesome. Not menace. Menace. Oh, no. It's a Yiddish menace. word. Yeah, oh. menace. Yeah, it has nothing menace. to do with menace? <laughs> like M-I-N-N-I-S. Menace. Like, huh. you know, when, when people do weird shit, like with their bodies and stuff, you're making menace, evidently. Whether you're you making... can help it or not. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like, oh, my father, mother, they used to make, they, everyone was making menace. Whenever they saw someone <laughs> making menace, my father would come home and do impressions of people in the street. Like, he'd go, I'm walking down the street. You know how to see this guy. He's walking like this. <laughs> He's making menace. Oh, my God. So when my mother saw I was making menace. You're making menace? What is that? What's wrong? I'm taking you over to Dr. Vidor. <laughs> <laughs> well, she put a stop to my new facial tick. That was the end of it. She fucking uh. told me it wasn't flying with her. And I, well, you were I trying to pick her up. <laughs> I, no, but I didn't realize I had slipped into my new tick. My tick was for school to, to look oh, cool. Oh, it was becoming a habit, and yeah. you didn't even know you were doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I was, I, I was developing a situation. Uh, you're developing, you're developing a situation. You don't have menace. Because <laughs> she knew who I was doing. She knew what I was doing. She knew the uh, guy with the menace. Oh. He makes menace. I don't want to say the guy's name. He probably still alive and makes menace. You know? <laughs> it makes menace real, real bad now. <laughs> but my mother caught me. I was doing stolen menace. <laughs> my facial tick was you stolen. Were up to. Oh my god! I don't know. Wipe that menace off your face. That's that's not what you do. We don't make menace in this family. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, getting back to Alex Trebek, I want to say a few words, okay? And then I'll get to your phone calls because people want to talk about election. Even though well, you, you tell know, me not, what? people tell me not to talk about uh, the election. They, all, everyone on all the, phone the phone wants to talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one thing I wanted to say about Alex was he didn't even plan to go into broadcasting. He right. was That's, going to college. Here's what. Here, yes, you're you're absolutely right. I'll I'll hear. So, uh, as I said, Alex was one of the most iconic game show hosts of all time. Uh, Actually, if you has remember, a Guinness Book of World Records for the most was, 
show. Yes. He was on our show in 2015, and he told me he had no ambitions of being a game show host when he was a kid, Robin. When I was a yeah. kid, unlike you, I didn't want to grow up to be a quiz or game show host. You wanted to be an actor? No. You, you did not? I had three ambitions, and I told an audience about this the other night. I wanted to be a pilot, a doctor, or Prime Minister of Canada. Well, you really <laughs> missed the mark. I know. And I tell him, I said, you know, you guys are honoring a failure. I didn't make any of my ambitions. All I wanted to be was a game show host. That's all I wanted to be. I wanted to host the match game. Anything like that. It looks so glamorous to me when I watch it on TV. Like, oh, my God. Gene Rayburn with that big, long microphone. And he it had so friends. so much fun, right? Yeah. I got to tell you, when, um, you know, now that my career is established and I'm, you know, a big shot, I've been offered all of these game shows that you can imagine. And every time I turned them down, it, it was like putting an arrow through my heart. Mm. You know, all of a sudden I get a call from ABC or from uh, NBC. And they line up all the game show ho the game show jobs for me to host. And, and I turned them all down. And I went, I can't. If you would have told little Howard, the, 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 do, the, the, the wish or whatever it is, <laughs> the whoosh, that some of these game shows would, you know, it seemed like sacrilege to turn them down. But, you know, I'm busy with this. You know, I, I had two ambitions in life. Game show host and to finger a girl. To get my finger to smell like that guy's finger. That was it. I, I, kept, my, I kept my dreams small. So you're right, Robin. Alex Trebek did not want to be a game show host. Alex did some radio and television work early in his career in Canada. Well, first of all, he took the job because he was trying to make money to support his second year in college. Show second off. of all, the reason he got to be on the air was he was the only bilingual announcer huh. among the American-speaking or the English-speaking staff. His first hosting gig in the United States was for an NBC game show called Wizard of Odds. He was discovered and hired for that show by fellow Canadian Alan Thick. That's what I yeah. said. <laughs> Jeopardy was originally hosted by Art Fleming, as I told you. He was the host until 1979 when Jeopardy was revived in 1984. Alex produced and hosted the show. Here's a clip. The first uh, contract I signed for uh, Jeopardy. They, they have you by the balls, right? Well, they called me because I had replaced Chuck Woolery on Wheel of Fortune for one week when he was ill. And uh, they said, we're bringing Jeopardy back into syndication and we'd like you to host it. I said, are you going to pay me? They said, yep. I said, good. I said, how much? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it was about half of what I was making on the previous show. And I said, uh, who's going to produce? We don't have one yet. Can I produce? Yeah. Will you pay me to produce? Yeah. Okay, so if you combine both my salaries for the first three years, then I almost made as much as I had been making before on another program. Smart move, because, you know, a lot of those game shows came and went. Uh, oh, but yeah. uh, Jeopardy, boy, people just love it. Uh, so his career takes off. He's on Jeopardy at one point in the late 80s. Alex was hosting three game shows at once. Three. Jeopardy, Classic Concentration, yes, <laughs> and To Tell the Truth. That's pretty wow. good. Yeah. Hmm. 
We should mention that our own Robin Quivers, Robin Ophelia Quivers, had been on Celebrity Jeopardy a few times. Uh, Here she is with Alex Trebek on Jeopardy, talking about her role on the show with Alex. Very exciting. You've been with the Howard Stern Show for a long time, as Johnny mentioned in the intro, and you are often described as the voice of reason, the voice of sanity, the counterbalance to his strangeness sometimes. Are you happy with that designation? Well, it's better than being crazier or more off-balance, don't you think? Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's kept you gainfully employed for a long time. Absolutely it has. All I know is Robin goes on Jeopardy and I get smacked in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what did I do for his uh, strangeness? <laughs> you know, if I can say, as much as I liked Alex Trebek, he was the weakest when he had to do that little exchange with people. Right. He was better at running the game. Yeah. Fabulous at running the game. But when he would do that moment where he'd meet the guests, like you heard with Robin, uh, let us say um, uh, you are the counterbalance to his strangeness. It's like, who talks like that? You are the you balance out Howard's ugliness. You have the beauty. He's the beast. Uh, Alex always took himself very seriously on Jeopardy, which I think was part of the success of the show. Yes. But he had a great sense of humor, too. When he was on our show, he talked about the time he accidentally got high on hash brownies. I went to a party (laughs) at this home in Malibu, and I didn't know the people uh, who were hosting the party, and they had hash brownies. I love chocolate. Right. And I ate about four or five hash (laughs) brownies. The party was on a Friday night. I didn't leave their home till Monday morning. (laughs) Is that really true? No exaggeration. Uh, No exaggeration. They put me to bed Friday night because I was almost comatose. And I did not wake up Saturday. I started to wake up Sunday, and then I went home. That's a bad experience. Bad experience. You know, and you think of him as the consummate professional, but there were several times he lost his cool while doing Jeopardy. Here is a montage of Alex getting frustrated while doing live reads. Hmm. He was uh, very upset with himself. So keep watching Jeopardy 24 hours a day and call this number. Yeah, dumb son of a bitch. You don't watch it 24 hours a day. There's a daily cash prize of $1,000 and fuck. And dollars. Ah, fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Son of a bitch. No shit. Fuck you and them too. <laughs> wow. Very unprofessional. Uh, uh, we should mention that Alex Trebek also won six daytime Emmys for Outstanding Game Show Host. In 2014, as Robin mentioned earlier, he broke the Guinness World Record for the most game show episodes hosted by the same presenter. 6,829 episodes. Alex publicly announced that he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer last year. And somehow he was upbeat about it, which is crazy. I would be crying, whimpering. Would you come on the air and make an announcement about it? Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough question to ask me. If I was dying, do I want to be here with you people? Thanks a lot. Maybe. Not you. I mean, I stared at the phones when I said that. Yeah, I guess I would make an announcement, but it, it's going to be ugly. I, I would scorch the earth. You would tell us what you were going through every day. Oh, you wouldn't, yeah. like, put on a uh, a mask and just continue to do the show as if nothing no. was going on. 
No, Alex Trebek was classy. I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> here, is, uh, here is his announcement. Hi, everyone. I have some news to share with all of you. And yeah, By the way, I wouldn't come on that upbeat. I have some yeah, news to share with be, all of you. Be cheery. Like, yeah, here, I just signed a new contract. I'll be here be for like, another 20 years. Listen, you fuckheads. I'm out of here. <laughs> this is the last day I'm spending with you. I've got like three weeks left. This is bullshit. I would, by the time I was done with my announcement, I would make everyone as miserable as I am. <laughs> Who needs you being happy? Hi, everyone. I have some news to share with all of you, and it's in keeping with my longtime policy of being open and transparent with our Jeopardy fan base. This week, I was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Now, normally, the prognosis for this is not very encouraging, but I'm going to fight this, and I'm going to keep working, and with the love and support of my family and friends, and with the help of your prayers also, I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to, because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. So help me. Keep the faith. There you go. And we'll win. We'll get it done. Thank you. Oh, jeez. What a man. You know, I admired that so much because I am so the opposite. You people would suffer if I had <laughs> pancreatic cancer. I'd open, I'd be like, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I have a, I wouldn't even call you ladies and gentlemen. What do you think of that? I'd be like, hey, assholes, you got to hear this. My world is ending, you cunt. Fuck you. That's my open, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm putting a curse on all of you. Fuck you. You know what? The doctor told me I have pancreatic cancer because of my exposure to nerds on this show. <laughs> you killed me. Fuck you! And in closing, I am holding a nuclear bomb, and you're all going out with me. If I'm going, you're going. I can't believe you losers get to live and I have to die. How dare you? Well, Fuck you're not you. even you. accounting for the treatment he underwent while How working. Dare you? Yeah, he I know. was going through horrible chemo and in this last go round he had got two weeks before the final tapings he had surgery and I then know. went two weeks later he's back on the set doing it. more shows and they i said am not he, doing they that used to they used to um record five shows a day or something like that right yeah and in that last couple of weeks he did three shows one day and two shows the next day because he just couldn't get through a day of all five shows. I would have been. I, he's such a nice guy, such an upbeat guy. I, I'd be, in closing, I want to say to you, I'm not doing any more shows because I'm not going to waste any more time on Jeopardy. And and if I can and if I can be totally transparent, I'm praying for an asteroid to destroy us all, <laughs> to come out of space and just land wow. on this planet. Yeah. And you know what else I wish? I wish my cancer was contagious so I would give oh. it to all of you. Yes. Yeah. You don't like it? Too bad. And here's another thing. When I die, if it turns out there's some afterlife, I'm going to haunt you. You no cancer having fucks. Fuck and you! And if I see any of you having sex with my wife, I am not only going to haunt you, but I'm going to... You remember when, when, when Patrick uh, 
Uh, what's his name in Ghost? He moved the penny. I'm going to move a penny yeah. right through your eyeball, you fucker. <laughs> what do you think? I'm going to take my ghost powers and push that penny through your head. And let's be honest. I'm more important than you. You should go before me. <clears throat> I hope I I hope I come back as a zombie. And, and eat you all. And you'll just eat everybody. <laughs> I'm going to eat all of you. I'm so angry. <laughs> now, Alex Trebek was a class act. Oh, my goodness. Uh, here's a, another fact. Alex survived two heart attacks in his lifetime, one in 2007 and the other in 2012. And then I asked him how he keeps healthy. His response was rather surprising because I always thought this guy was a health nut. Listen to this response. How do you uh, stay in such good shape? I drink. That's it. And that, but so do you exercise? You, you're, you are. I don't pretty exercise. Good. You don't do any of that. No. Just watch what you wow. eat. Wow. Uh, no. <laughs> I have good dinners, and I joke about the fact that I used to have the breakfast of champions, which was a Diet Coke and a Snickers, but then a nutritionist got hold of me, and he says, well, Alex, you can't do that. It's going gonna, gonna to harm your health. You've got to change. So I changed to a Diet Pepsi and a Milky Way. Oh, and, dear. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. No, he's not. I am. Are that's, you really? That's my breakfast. Are you oh. kidding me? I kid you not. Why and do I think you're kidding? I don't know. You're in really I, good shape. Well, yeah. Hmm. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah, that's like my wife. She's in really good shape, and she she lived on gummy bears, like for her entire like uh, you know early life. Yeah, I remember when we first met her. She loved chocolate, and she used to eat that all yeah. the time. I went over to her apartment. She had chocolate and gummy bears in the refrigerator. <laughs> so Alex Trebek, uh, I loved him. I thought he was a real pro. Even as he faced his death, Alex was still so level-headed. Here's an interview he gave last October to a Canadian television station. I mean, that's another thing. The guy did a whole bunch of interviews before he died. I'd be like, hey, I'm getting out of here. But he, this is what he said. The thought of the pancreatic cancer does not frighten me. You're not afraid of dying? No. No. Not afraid of dying. As I told somebody the other day, one thing they're not going to say at uh, my funeral as a part of a eulogy, he was taken from us too soon. I'm 79 years old. So, hey, I've lived a good life, a full life, and uh, I'm nearing the end of that life. I know that. I'm not going to mm. delude myself. So if it happens, it happens. And why should I be afraid of it? Yeah. Wow. I'm telling you. He also, you, I mean, um, you know, uh, apparently there was a great love story between he and his um, current wife. And he was asked at one time why he didn't stop working to spend more time with her. And he says, yeah, maybe I'm being a little selfish, but he really loved doing that show. And she said, I, I would, you know, I thought about asking him to stop. And then I knew that that would not make him happy. So I'm dealing with the fact that he's mm. still doing that show. And his last day of taping, Howard, do you know when that was? I do not. October 29th. Yeah. And it's, he, he died. Oh. Like <laughs> a week later. Sorry, I. You didn't get the math? <laughs> no. I was like, what day is today? I've, I've lost track. I know Robin's making a point. I better catch on real quick. It's November 9th. I told you I wasn't smart enough to be a nerd. 
<laughs> yes, Leslie. Leslie in New York. What's up? Yeah. Hey, Howard. Um, I worked as a poll worker in New York. First time I've ever done it. And I just want to assure all of your listeners that there can be no fraud. There can be no conspiracy. This election was not stolen. I worked alongside Republicans all day long. Um, and I really would suggest to your listeners that if they're concerned, they should volunteer at the next election. It will give you faith in our democracy. That's the reason why my husband and I both did it. And um, I was working in Great Neck. You know Great Neck. And I voted yes. for Biden. I helped 99% of the people cast their vote for Trump. And I gave them a sticker when they were done because that's the way our democracy works. How about and this? I don't even care. Day. I don't yeah. even care if all the election workers cheated to give Biden the win. I, we're, in, <laughs> we're in dire trouble. we got to get somebody working on this COVID fucking problem and coming up with a national policy. And for those of you who did cheat Listen. the election, congratulations. You did a good thing. Good. Now, who gives a fuck? It's Listen, over and that's I it. Agree, <laughs> not doing a recap. You. you know, one of the greatest fuck things you. was... Seeing what? the the effort, the work that those poll workers put in, yeah. both Democrat and Republican, working together and making sure that the votes were counted. That's right. And Leslie, thank you for your service. I appreciate that. Good for her volunteering like that. And if you're if you did cheat the election, good. You did a good thing. <laughs> that's it. I don't care. I don't, it's all over. Oh, that's it. That's right. What month is this, Robin? I've been locked it's in November. the basement. For a it's Robin November. Made a point. Robin made a point about Alex Trebek. I can't even get the point because I don't know what month it is. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take a break, Robin. We'll come back. We have a lot to get to. I do want to thank Tommy John. God bless Tommy John. I use this underwear 24 hours a day. I am in Tommy John underwear. Now, what do I mean by 24 hours a day? Yes, Listen to what this. What do you mean? I wear it all day. The only time I'm without underwear. First of all, when I shower. Okay, all you right? don't shower in your underwear. Good. No. And I, because <laughs> I'm so desperate, I don't want Beth to see me fully nude. I lock that door and I shower. That, the underwear comes off. That's when I change and I put on a new pair. Okay. And uh, then I take that underwear off and I put it in the wash, but first checking, make sure the tissues that I hide in my underwear are, are not in there because that'll ruin the washing machine. Uh huh. That's right. I always keep two tissues in my underwear because of drippage from my uh, penis. Urine. That's what happens. I might as well go to a diaper. Something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. But you can't wait to get older. <laughs> Asshole. Anyway, uh, the only other time that uh, I am without underwear is when I make love to my wife. I have to take it off. I can't keep it on. I want to just uh, take that pouch and pull it down and, and just go in. <laughs> But she would think that was weird. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I ever without my underwear. Oh, when I work out and stuff, I bought those uh, Peloton shorts that um, th there's no lining. So I always wear my Tommy John. Even when I work out, I, you know, I wear. So uh, you, you take a shower after that? That's right. So the only and time I'm. I, I, and I sleep in Tommy John underwear. Okay. So I'm telling you, I'm covered 23. And uh, 23 plus uh, 55 minutes in Tommy John. 23 <laughs> hours and 55 minutes. Yeah, yeah you yeah. take a little time to shower, don't you? 
very quick. It's, I don't want to have that much pleasure. You know, I enjoy a shower. It feels good. And I go, you know what? My skin will dry out. I'll, I get right out, even though I'm having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I love Tommy John. So anyway, thank you, Tommy John Underwear and Loungewear, too. This week only, you get $25 off site-wide at TommyJohn.com. Well, that's right, with code 100. Christmas is See? coming up. That's right. I'm going to get you Tommy John panties, and then you're going to send me a picture. See site for details. I'm actually hypnotizing you. Robin, you will get Tommy John panties and send me a picture. Um. I got to tell you something. I feel naked without my Tommy Johns. And you know why? Because I am naked without my Tommy John. <laughs> All right. We'll, uh, we'll be right back. I'll take some more of your phone calls. I've got a shitload of things to get to. Uh, I want to talk to Governor Cuomo. I got a lot to get to. But first, this. It's a good song. I wanted to ask you, did you watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'm in the middle of it. By the way, the whole time I'm watching, I'm going, that year that I inducted Bon Jovi into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, why couldn't there have been COVID that year? <laughs> I was so jealous. First of all, I will say this. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was on HBO, and so I DVR'd it. But, uh, you know, it was so much better without people. So I many things it. have. So many things have gotten better uh, since COVID because they have to find a new way to do them. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, when I went there, I was happy for John and the band. Don't get me wrong, but I just wanted to go home. I fucking was miserable. Um, and what they did this time, because they didn't have an audience and they couldn't do any like performances, they had um, these big packages, almost like mini documentaries yes. on each band, like the Doobie Brothers um the uh, trent mode. yeah i didn't get up to depeche mode yet but trent reznor nine inch nails i'm a huge trent reznor nine inch and nails it's guy. a really good package they yeah, did on him really yeah. good and it's funny too because i went to a couple of nine inch nail shows i used to go with ralph and uh we were fucking freaked out they were i mean this guy trent reznor with those videos you know and and live even He'd have like a video of like a sheep decaying, a dead sheep and a dog and, a you know, like flies going into the eye of a dead dog. And, you know, and then he'd come out and like, it looked like a fucking lunatic. He had, he was covered in dirt and mud and his fucking right. hair was, you know, uh, uh, he had the, the, the dreadlocks appropriated from the black man. And, uh, you know, he looked crazy. He, that's right. That's right, Robin. That's right. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know he appropriated them. Yes, of course. And, and, uh, he, he, um, he looked insane, Trent Reznor. Yeah. Cause they have clips of some of those live shows yeah. too. They're yeah. great. And I loved it. And then like he came out on the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to accept his, uh, you know, his, his entry into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he's like, hello, how are you, everyone? And, uh, I want to thank so nice you. To be here tonight. So nice to be here And uh, everybody is lovely. And I was just like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> but, Where's uh, the uh, guy? was rolling around in the mud on yeah. the stage. Yeah. But, uh, you know, now he, he does movie scores and things. But, uh, yeah, here we are. Sounds like he's also still touring. Hello, everyone. What a disorienting, strange year we find. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you hooked up to a ventilator? Hello, everyone. <laughs> he actually has COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Crazy, right? Hello, everyone. What a disorienting, strange year we find ourselves in. As I've been wrapping my head around Nine Inch Nails being welcomed into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was I like, what a speech. That's not the guy I saw. I stage. know. I felt like he sounded like an executive from a major corporation. Yeah. He's running Facebook now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so intelligent and clear. I loved his mad genius persona. I thought he was out of his mind. I, we uh, all did, yes. Yeah. We worried I was about most him. looking forward to this. I want to fuck you like an animal. I mean, that was a song. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <sighs> Yes, I've joined Darth Vader on another planet. (laughs) Ceremony itself, where hopefully the whole camp, past and present, was going to get together and have a moment. And we're all... Anyway, that's... uh, But it's a really good show, and... and I I enjoyed every second of it. It was so entertaining, much more lively and entertaining and informative than any Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony I've ever seen. I guess I would have enjoyed every moment of if I wasn't sitting there going, why couldn't they do that when I was supposed to induct? <laughs> I couldn't I record. Com- I couldn't introduce Bon Jovi from home. <laughs> yeah. Like I saw, like Dave Grohl comes out from his house. This one comes out. I mean, and Dave Grohl, I mean, he's the last guy left in rock and roll because he, he, he's like the guy you go to for rock and roll anything now. Dave Grohl. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. He's the uh, spokesman for rock and roll. It's the face right. of rock and roll. He is. But he's great. I love and they him. were great on Saturday Night Live. Did You haven't seen Yes. That? that song they do. I thought the new song was good, Shame, Shame. Yeah. But yeah. they did um, a great version of um, oh, what? Somebody Help Me. I Somebody Help I Me. Again. I'm yeah. a What's that song? <laughs> oh, here it is. <laughs> times like these. Yes. It's times like these. Oh, here it is. This isn't the... Um, no. This isn't what they did on Saturday Night Live. They opened it up with just uh, Dave singing with, uh, I think, a piano or a guitar. Um, and by the way, Very Dave's a really... too, yeah. Dave's not only a good singer, but he's a great drummer, but also a great guitar player. He was doing a, this little riff, which I think is hard to play on the guitar, like the way it's hard for Slash to play that. Right, right. Yeah. A lot oh, of his stuff. Eddie, uh, you haven't seen Eddie's Tribute yet, have you? Eddie's Tribute? Eddie Van Halen. They did a tribute to Eddie. Who did? Saturday Night Live or Rock and Roll no, Hall of Fame? the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, no, I haven't seen that yet. And then they also did a drum-off between Neil Peart and Ginger Uh-oh. Baker. Ginger Baker wins. I'd, that's what I thought. <laughs> Ginger Baker, quite frankly, was one of the greatest rock drummers and jazz drummers of all time. Uh, the drummer from Cream. Uh, way better than Neil Peart of um, Rush. <laughs> so what happened when they did the drum-off? Who won? Well, they didn't have a vote, but just oh. listening to it, oh, I felt that Ginger Baker was better. Oh, yeah. There's no question. I didn't even see it, and I know he's better. <laughs> oh. Charlize Theron inducted um, Depeche Mode this year. She's yeah. one of only 14 non-music stars who have done the honor, me being one of them. 
I'm so honored. You're non-music? <laughs> I'm not music. Uh, let me tell you, I was miserable. I had to go to Cleveland to induct Bon Jovi into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I did it because I love John so much, but I'll tell you, and, you I, and I love all those to guys. You do it from home. You could have still been on a screen yeah. in um, Ohio. That's what I said. <laughs> I said, I could do this from home. I, I mean, I got him to move America's Got Talent to New York. Move the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. At least do it in New York and Cleveland. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch the rest of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, and the tribute to Eddie Van Halen with, uh, I, I saw it with Slash and Kirk Hammett, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We love those guys. So that's cool. And but anyway. These, these words from Eddie about what he would be doing if he was 80. Mm. That, was, that was touching. You know what he'd be doing? Trying to take a piss. <laughs> he didn't see it that way. <laughs> yeah, trust me. That's what's going on. You'd have an enlarged prostate. Um, by the way, I was telling Robin this. We were talking over the weekend, and I said, you know, um, I got to mention, there's some show on PBS, another one of these musical tribute shows, the Grammy Salute Music Legends, it's called. I was telling her, Sam Moore of Sam and Dave, who's got to be 90 fucking years old. He looks like he's ready to, he's got, he looks like he's got one foot in the grave. He came on and he was doing a tribute to Isaac Hayes, the great Isaac Hayes, the guy who wrote Shaft. Turns out Isaac Hayes was around before he went solo. He ever he went solo, yeah. He did a bunch of uh, Sam and Dave songs. I, I didn't, I think he wrote I Thank You, which is a great song because mm -hmm. Sam Moore came out like 90 years old and he goes, I'm going to do a tribute to uh, Isaac Hayes. And I went, oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> this fucking guy sounds better now than when he was a young man. I tried to find it after you talked to me about it, and I couldn't play find it for you. anything. Listen to this guy sing. Okay. You didn't have to love me like you did, but you did, and you did. Oh. And I thank you. I got the chills. You didn't have to squeeze me like you did. watching this i think i came in my uh, tommy johns well let me ask you something when was this done because i looked and looked and looked i don't know maybe a and while I ago uh, and i did find one thing from 2019 i don't know what it was but mm -hmm. he and garth brooks were singing together oh really so was he standing when he did this or was he sitting he was standing because in the 2019 thing I saw, he was sitting on a stool, but he still sounded great. Yeah, well, anyway, Sam of Sam and Dave, fucking awesome, dude. You gave me, and that's one of my, I think that, that might be like in my top 10 of songs of all time. I thank you. Uh huh. I just love that song so much. Oh, here's Dave Grohl performing uh, Times Like These on Saturday Night Live. I like how he started it. I won't play the whole thing. Right, like being yeah. in church. 
into the Crank rock stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think he sang this in light of the election. I don't know if he had this plan, but it seemed like hey, it's time for everybody to get together and stop being at war with one time another. Time to live again. Yeah, forget yeah. what just happened and let's go on. sings with gum in his mouth and it drives me crazy but i think he um i was gonna ask you because i thought i saw gum and then i started looking for yeah. gum every time he yeah. shot him singing he's gonna die like choking on that gum he's got to be careful with that when you're singing yeah, i thought i saw it but it you know i couldn't believe he had a big wad of gum in his mouth he chews the gum he, whoa whoa hey now Coming at you, WNBC. Uh, got a little Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters for you. Yeah, now we're rocking. We just went from being in church, and now we're going to get right back to business. WNBC. Quack, quack. Yes. Coming up with the weather, and uh, Johnny Dark giving away a tissue box. <laughs> uh, he chews gum because it helps keep his mouth moist and his vocal cords fresh for singing. That's what he claims. Yeah, but you should take that out while you're there singing, you go. don't you think? What? I said you should take it out while you're singing. Because it's yes, got to yes. be a danger, like you could choke to death. It's his thing. Like <laughs> yeah, playing I guess he with, can handle it. <laughs> playing with the air supply. But, uh, yeah, that was good. Oh, there's so much to get to here. Um, maybe I should play you this. I know there's a whole bunch of people on the phone want to talk about the election. I got... Governor Cuomo in a couple of minutes, but I did want to play you this this morning. This is pretty good. Um, remember how like Bigfoot was telling us that that um, he has a thing for Melania Trump? Yes. I got this great call of um, Melania calling Bigfoot, and they're they're having phone sex. Oh no! <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, but maybe I ought to wait. On that, because Wait, you know you're what running I'm out of time. Yeah, I'm running out of time, and you know, then you get someone as important as the governor on, and he's listening to Bigfoot seducing. He's Melania. a busy man, unlike some executives of uh, you know no. government that have time for golf. I think he's busy all the time. Yeah. All right. So maybe first thing tomorrow, I will play you Bigfoot and Melania going at it. I cool. can't wait for that. That's a great tease. Mm. <laughs> Something to wake up for. Yeah. You know, he's got a, he's got such a thing for her. He's, he wants to steal. Um, here, listen to this. Remember when he said he wants to steal Melania away from Donald? What would you do to President Trump's wife? 
I fuck her so hard she wouldn't want to ever go back to him. I'd <laughs> give him one half inches fucking cock and I'd feed her right to her and I'd make her gobble the goop. She'd be so sick more with morning sickness she'd have to take a bunch of fucking rollage every morning. So you want to get Melania and Donald separated so that you can marry her? Not marry. I would never get married to her, no. What do that, you want to do? That's where you are wrong and I'm right. Yeah. He's a confirmed <laughs> bachelor. But what is he going to do? He's going to give her, she's going to have to take Rolaids? <laughs> yeah. Cause I guess because his penis is so big, it's going to like go into her stomach and fuck her whole insides up. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Bigfoot felt that Donald ruined Melania when the first family got COVID. He was, for a while, he wasn't interested in Melania. He didn't want to catch that stuff. Right. Yeah. Once she got COVID, he didn't want, it was hands off. Yeah, because so our Melania impersonator called Bigfoot if she could win him back, even with coronavirus. It was tough. Yeah, hello. Is this Mr. Bigfoot? Yeah, this is Bigfoot or Mark Eshaw Jr. go by two, two different names. Well, this is Melania, and I also go by First Lady. The First Lady? Yes, I am married to Donald Trump. I heard he cheated on you. Yes, it makes me very sad. Hey, and I heard another thing. Is this true or right? I heard you got the coronavirus, too. I don't want to lie. I do have the coronavirus. Is that Until still... you get cured by that and get the same treatment Trump got, then I'll have something to do with you. The world is truly <laughs> upside down. Yeah. When, when, when Bigfoot rejects Melania... <laughs> Makes conditions. Um, you take that treatment, and then I'll have something to do with you. Screw it. I'm going to play this because it's too good. <laughs> We're not going to wait till tomorrow. So anyway, um, so then Melania starts flattering Bigfoot. And, you know, flattery gets you everywhere, especially with Bigfoot. It didn't take long for him to start changing his tune. You know what I really? mean? Really? Oh, Even yes. with the COVID? You- Even with the COVID. I bet you are so much better at sex than Donald. Huh. At least I wouldn't give you coronavirus, would I? You are not scared of coronavirus, yes? I'm not scared of nothing. So if I cough in your face with my coronavirus droplets, that is okay? Fine with me. If I came to you, then what would we do together? What do you think? We're not going to play bridge. I'll suck on your cunt. I'll suck on your ass. I'll suck on your lips. If you want, I'll even give you a tongue bath with my tongue over your body. All over? Yeah. First, I'd probably start with your pussy. Eating you out. Tonguing you. Tonguing you like an ice cream cone. Your vagina, your ass, your whole body. What kind of noises will we make? Ah. Ah. <laughs> oh. Will you come and see me? <laughs> Please come and see me. That place with the spiders Boy, all over it. It it got him really hot, yeah. really fast. Oh yeah, he forgot all about COVID. <laughs> he 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 started asking Melania if she ever had sex ass backwards. Listen to this. I think I'm starting to feel better. <laughs> you ever done an ass backwards? It feels a lot better ass backwards, you know. Can you describe? Get a lot is... farther up your pussy, you know. What is this position? Ass backwards. My ass up against your ass with my cock shoving it through it. So we are ass to ass. Right. And then 
the penis goes backwards. Right. Into my pussy. Right. You never had it that way, have you? No, definitely not. It seems like it is physically impossible. That is how creative I am. He is creative. I'll give him that. I was going to say, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Robin, you need to, you need, uh, <laughs> you need to pull your dick out of its socket to do that. <laughs> when I asked, uh, Beth if we could go, uh, ass to ass, uh, she went on strike. That's it. I never saw her again. <laughs> that's ass. Crazy. You ever... ass to ass. It's down crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the first cousin of the human centipede. As to ask that, <laughs> Bigfoot's fantasies about Melania were very specific. Here we go. Noah, how I'd like to see you the first night if I had a chance to see you. Yes, how would you like to see me? In a white breast, see through where I could see your pussy hairs right through your breast, and I go up in, in the middle of your legs and suck you while you're standing there. Coming in my mouth. I feel like I am in Pretty Woman. Do what? <laughs> pretty what? Woman. <laughs> I'm going to grade this on a big creepy curve as almost romantic. <laughs> I mean, one thing about Bigfoot, he's a giver. Uh, here's another weirdly specific fantasy. He wants to fuck her in the snow. Listen. You want to know. You need to get up here, girl. It sounds like you would. You like, you like snow? Like snow comes from the sky? I love snow. Hmm. That gives me ideas like you wouldn't believe. You like snow that 